Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Go back to the doll queue. Please don't tell Pete from the pub because he'll judge me. But I don't mind. I've been paying my taxes on time. I'm not central. Not essential. I've never worked for the NHS Yeah, I've clapped hands and I beat pants Put away the kitchen utensils now Don't let your P45 give you chills Because we need jobs We need 101 part-time jobs All right! 
Hey, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder, where I speak to bands and artists about how they've been able to make it work, playing music, working jobs. It's a lot that. I want to get some stories. And on today's episode, we've got Zach from Dead Letter. If you've been listening to Six Music over the last few months, you'll know exactly who Dead Letter are. And I'm very glad I met Zach. It was at the brown the back of a Yard Act show at the smoking area where lots of good friendships start. I was trying to sneak in back there and met Zach while doing so. Later, he was recommended to come on the podcast to talk about all the jobs he's done. And so here we are. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, supported by 2000 Trees, which is a great independent festival down in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London on the train. And it's next weekend now. The lineup is Stella, Soft Play, formerly known as Slaves, Frank Carter on the Rattlesnakes and Bullet for My Valentine are headlining. American Football, Rival Schools, Black Honey, The Bronx, recently named as one of the Guardians bands you have to see before you die, and I can attest to that. The Chisel, Chubby and the Gang, High Viz, yeah, loads of great bands. Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly, looking forward to seeing that. 2000trees.co.uk, if you want to get 20 quid off your ticket, use the voucher code 101POD. And there you go, magic money. If you're coming down next weekend, come and catch a live episode with me on the Friday morning at 10 a.m. where I'll be speaking to Prima Queen and One TVA. So look, see you there if you're going. Now you know about 2000 Trees. If you're not, it's all good stuff. All right, here's Zach from Dead Letter here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Cheers! I spent a lot of time in music college sort of watching documentaries um, and, you know, I started reading a lot more, um, got quite into Nietzsche and Greek, you know, you know, Greek early oratory and stuff like that. And um, Great. That's yeah, some heavy shit. Found, yeah, I don't know heavy shit. 18 reading that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I know. It's, it, I, and I don't know where it came from. I think it was just... Once the kind of the binding of, of education was, once I'd broken out of that, I was like, right, what can I do for me? Um, That's interesting. A lot of people, their, their, their retaliation of school is not reading. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I mean I've always enjoyed a good book, but um, I think once, it, once there was no one saying you should read this because X, Y, and Z, it's kind of like, what yeah. can I read? What, why sh- what, what should I read? What do I feel like doing? You know, I, li- I like classics, I suppose. Uh, you know, if it had the Penguins classics seal of approval on it, then I- I'd go for it. Um, were you listening to pretty heavy music at that time? Or were you into well, Libertines? <laughs> no, I'd kind of, ju- it was sort of post-libs. Um mm. I was listening to The Fall a lot, so I suppose Marky e. Smith, as enigmatic yeah. as he was, um, <clears throat> probably hooked my interest in in things of a deeper understanding. Have you had to defend your education of Marky e. Smith from a decade ago, a decade or longer ago? <laughs> no, I, I haven't actually. I mean, to be fair, it was... What year is it? Two thousand. I think two thousand sixteen was when I got into the fall. So it's, I'm not that. Okay. I'm not that. So you're young. You are early twenties. I'm twenty four. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. 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 
how how do you th- sorry we're dotting around here but that's sort of the vibe of it just so you know like what how did you spend your lock the first dead letter tunes came out in 2020 yeah may 2020 the first yeah. stuff that's online now anyway how do you think that you'll reflect on your lockdown now that it's it's now that we've had a you know a year or so coming properly coming out of it two years coming out of it how do you think you'll reflect on that time um I don't know. I try not to reflect on that time. I think it was a really weird, uh, you know, it was an, a strange time. It was like nothing that had ever happened before. And it was pretty miserable um, for the best part. I mean, where, it, where were you? Where were you living? I went, I went up north back with my mum because there was just no, you know, London was terrifying. It was so, it, it was don't know if you remember all the news stories circulating about the army potentially coming <laughs> and things like that, but it really, it really was like an apocalypse. Um, so I just went back home, spent it. Did you have there. housemates? Did, were you living in like yeah, a house share at the yeah, time? I was, I was living with the band. Right. And they all kind of went to, to opposite ends of the country, um, settled into their back to family living i suppose um so i just i just went straight back up north and went back to my mum's and i was working from home at the time around that time were you getting seriously into writing and trying to yeah you know put put the hours in each day yeah i was actually and i think it you know regardless of what sort of a time it was socially or or you know just generally i think in terms of creativity it was a bit of a peak for me because because I was doing this working from home thing, it meant my notebook was always beside me. And so there could be any moment in a day where I'd just pick it up and write a verse or I'd write a whole a whole set of lyrics or so I think it actually really there there are there are sets of lyrics that I wrote around that time that I look back on now. And I, I genuinely it's it's almost as though I've, I've disassociated myself from who I was then because I look at them and I think, I don't think I could write something like that right now. And that's not, that doesn't mean to say that they're, they're, you know, better than anything else. They're just very different to what I'm writing now. You're quite like a motoric band. Like there's quite a lot of, one of the, one of the, one of the, th- the, the thing that I really get out of, the juice that I get from Dead Letter is the repetition. And I often think that, work no matter what job you're in there's just like this insurmountable amount of repetition in most jobs do you uh you know this is far out but do you do you think that you know art imitates life haha ha, right but yeah. you know, do you think there's something in that do you think that your experiences of of day-to-day of like working has actually gone into the like the formulae of of the music not just the lyrics not just the themes but actually the way it makes you feel I, I I absolutely do. Um, and I think something that I've been reiterating recently is the fact that I, I feel that you can hear a sense of urgency in our, in our music. Um, and I think that sense of urgency comes from the fact that we all work five days a week and the moments when we are together and are able to write together are, are precious moments. You know, it's, there's no procrastinating in Camp Dead Letter because the times that we're together, we have to, we have to get our heads together and write. Um, so that urgency probably comes from the fact that, you know, these moments are yeah. precious. These moments are fleeting. We need to get it done now. 
you have those windows of time, shit will get off the pot. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel a pressure? Do you have you got a pressure on yourself to write? Do you carry that the weight of that, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um I mean in ter- in like I suppose as a as a group, the writing always happens when we are together. Um so the the pressure I don't think it's too hard in that sense because we do write a lot of music together. Um, in terms of lyrics, I, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself and s- sometimes I'll find that we are, in terms of how much music we got, if that if that is catching up with how many lyrics I have left, then I really feel the pressure. I always want to be ahead of how much music there is with my lyrics. It seems to me like... And I talk about this a lot because my mum's a writer. She's a novelist. She was a journalist. Were, you know, try, years wrote like, you can listen to the episode I did with her 20 episodes ago. I did my 200th episode with her, Jane Corrie. She's a, she's a crime fiction writer. And she wrote half a dozen novels before getting published. And, you know, I kind of known this growing up just in sort of, it's in the background of my life right but the more and more I get involved or speak to or work with bands it is that element of you do the hard work and then the money comes much later down the line like there's a lot of work that goes into it initially years worth you know and it's easy to say that in one sentence in a breath but really thinking about that that's a real that's a real that's a task yeah it really is and and it's I always find it quite baffling to think about how much of those hours can come down to sort of 35 minutes on an album or yeah. a 40 yeah. minute set. You know, it's, it's yeah. the, 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 when you break the music industry or the, the experience of an artist into units of time, it's baffling how much of it is actually within what you have to show. You know, it, it's, yeah. It's such a tiny fraction of what's behind it. It's it really is, you know, that iceberg photo with the the tip and the the underside. It's enough to make you start hating album critics. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. So you've had plenty of jobs. One of the things that I remember us talking about was being Doug the Green Thumb, being a gardener. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that for a year. So um Alfie the drummer his mum has a sort of gardening business she she lives up north and it's mostly up north but she has a few clients in London whose gardens we maintain with her she looks after the gardens she's the main she's head honcho of the gardening crew yeah she is and then if she you know she's if she can't be down here then she just sends us around to tidy and weed and water nice um, and then when she's down, it, it becomes a bit more like we're doing her labor, but it's great. It's really good. She'll kind That's of, really you know, fun. She'll have, she'll have carrying compost down a few streets, but it's great. It's really wholesome work and you get to be outside all day. Even in the winter when it's pissing it down with rain, it's, there's still something very rewarding about working a day like that and, and feeling drained because you've genuinely been doing something as opposed to as opposed to because you've been staring at a screen, you know? There's something quite 
spiritual about not spirit spiritual is probably the wrong word but there's something like you know you see what you've done when you're moving sacks of earth from one place to another you yeah. can see a garden get nicer no yeah it, it is rewarding there are moments where we we finish the day's work and have a look at it and you oh this looks we've done a good job today you know that's funny. What do you talk about when you're doing it? Do you do you, put, do you got your headphones in? Where where's well, your head at? It varies. I think um, when it's just Alf and I, we kind of just he'll go to one end and I'll go to the other, and we'll have the odd little chat. But I think I get a lot of thinking done. I often I sometimes have ideas about songs and lyrics while I'm gardening, and sometimes I maybe just be a bit more look inwards. <laughs> do you feel satisfied quite easily? Um, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I wouldn't say I'm easily. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I am easily satisfied. I often have this thing. For I was got into the replacements big time when I was eighteen. Yeah, my stepdad gave me the discography on CDs. I had this stack of CDs, and the replacements. You know, they're not a band that you get into overnight. They're not. You know, there's that power pop element to it but they're not like you don't understand those albums in in one listen and it's and i i feel like you know it's like chicken or egg were you sad before you heard jeff buckley or did jeff buckley make you feel sad <laughs> i feel like that with i feel like that with the replacements i'm like paul westerberg and his lyrics and especially you know the song unsatisfied it's it's like fuck do i feel unsatisfied because of this music that i'm listening to yeah is life just once again imitating art you know <laughs> What have you one part-time jobs? What hundred one part-time jobs? What hundred one part-time jobs? What hundred one part-time jobs? What is the worst job that you've had? What are the now? Now we can get into it. <laughs> You're gonna really love this. So, I mean, I I've done a lot of weird jobs in London, but the weirdest job, the worst job I've ever had. Um, so I was unemployed and looking through indeed one day and there was an advert for a job all it said was barista so and it said the pay was i think 2300 pounds a month what so, so, yeah 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 so Get i in. It, you know it's sort of at 20 maybe 19 i was i read that and thought to myself i have hit the jackpot here <laughs> I am sending my CV to this person right now. So I sent my CV and within about an hour, I had a reply email. Can you come and meet me today? Um, I'll let you know what it's all about. So I thought, right, this is quite exciting. So I go to, <laughs> weirdly enough, I went to the part of London where a lot of HS2 development is going on. Okay, um, It's by the river. I, I think it's Putney. And not serene the kind of place where you'd like to buy no, a coffee at and relax no no so no but this is where it gets weirder so i met this this he was a geezer do you know what i mean when i say that he was a bit of a geezer he's a del boy yeah bit of a del boy so i meet him in a sort of construction hut you know the the temporary buildings they put up where <laughs> workmen and women can go and drink tea and yeah. He sat cabin. me down and he said, right, port cabin, exactly. He said, right, nice to meet you, Zach. He said, I've got the, I've bought this telephone box. I'm thinking, right, where does the, uh, where's the barista position come into this? 
He said, I've got this telephone box in Chiswick on the corner of the park. And what I want you to do is sell coffee from it. And at the end of every day, you count up the money. And at the end of each week, we split what you earn. So, I mean, I don't know why there was no red flag to me straight away. I think, obviously, I was just, I was obviously really hooked by what this guy had said and thought and i was like sorry where does the two and 2.3 thousand come into it and he's like that's what i think we will earn <laughs> so, so so i get <laughs> it comes to the first day and i mean it was it was brutal i mean this it's in the corner of the i can't remember i think it's just called chiswick park maybe and I mean, there was maybe a little bit of interest on the morning school run and a little bit of interest on the evening school run. And that was it. And I'm talking like, I'm counting up pounds and pences at the end of the day. There's, I don't think I saw a single note. And this guy all the while was you like- split that. The, the weirdest part about it was his, it, on the side of that, he'd bought an ice cream bike. So he was riding the bike around, the, the bike around Hammersmith while I'm selling coffee for him in Chiswick. Um, and then he was driving me home on a night. It was really weird, but- He'd drive I you had, home? He would drive me home on a night. It was really strange. And he'd, he'd sort of have a few swigs from his whiskey that he'd got from Booker whilst driving me home on a night. Um, I had three wow. really bad days there, and this was in this. Bear in mind, I had this job for two weeks. That's all I managed to keep it for because it was unsustainable. So there was one. There was one day when I was looking down, minding my own business, sitting on a chair, and I looked up and I thought, "Fuck, the parasol's gone." Anyway, I'm looking left to right and I see that it's just darting down the road. And because it's a parasol, it's being powered from behind by the wind. So so I chase this parasol down the street. That. Chase it down the street and I grab it and in sort of embarrassed confusion, I decide to run down the street against the wind with the parasol. So I'm essentially running against the wind and being dragged back at the same time whilst there's cars beeping at me all this traffic is built up i mean it was just i get quite easily embarrassed and that was a really embarrassing time however it gets worse it gets worse bear in mind this is in uh, this is in 10 days all of this managed to happen to me i had stayed at a friend's the night before going to work and the next morning i didn't have I didn't have a clean t-shirt, so he lent me a t-shirt. And it just happened to be a Stone Roses t-shirt. So I'm standing, standing by my little telephone box, probably looking very looking very sorry for myself, feeling very sorry for myself. <laughs> yeah. I'd just taken my apron off and I look to my right and I'm like, ah oh, fuck. It's Ian Brown. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not, you know, I've, I was a Stone Roses fan and I, I still, I like them. I'm not a super fan. And Ian Brown walks past and looks at me and just gives me this really sympathetic <laughs> nod as if to be like, I feel you, man. And I'm, just sta- I'm standing there in a Stone Roses t-shirt trying to sell coffee out of a telephone box. Um, and it was just horrendous. Stripped of your I just, 
I was just stripped of everything. I was, you know, I might, I might as well have been on a cross. It was, yeah. The third, the third, the third one, uh, I'd gone into work. I think it was on a Saturday morning and I was incredibly hungover and sat in the sun for about four hours, I think. Because I used to sit down to try and sell coffee because otherwise I'd be standing for hours and hours. Yeah. Anyway, I suddenly, I hadn't really been paying any attention to the fact that I was really kind of overheating and suddenly felt really sick. So okay. I thought, right, I'm, I can't really throw up next to this. So I had to pack everything away. And I, I actually decided I'm leaving work for the day. I'm done with this. Packed everything away and there was no till in the telephone box. There was a coffee cup. So I grabbed my coffee cup with all the pounds and all the bits of money in it. Shut the telephone box, locked it all up. Ran to the nearest place where I knew I could be sick, which was Sainsbury's. Went in, was really quite ill for probably now on the floor of the cubicle in Sainsbury's for 25 minutes. Came outside and thought, I want to go home, but didn't quite have it in me to get on a bus yet because I didn't know how I was feeling. So I'm sitting on the pavement with my head in my hands with my coffee cup full of change from from the day's earnings in front of me. And an old lady came up to me and tried to give me some more change. I was sort of like, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I'm not. And she was like, it'll be all right. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not homeless. I'm not. And I do, well, I, I mean, it just felt like, I just felt like I must have looked in a pretty sorry way if she thought that she needed to come and give me change. But at the same time as that, I suppose if someone is sitting down with a, with a cup of, a coffee cup in front of them full of money, again, you'd maybe <laughs> assume so anyway. So that was an interesting yeah. job. That was an interesting and very weird <laughs> job. And as I say, two weeks, two yeah. weeks. Um, and at the end of the first week, having said to me at the start of it that we split the earnings each week, I remember saying to him, right, I've got 48 pounds. And he said, I think you can keep this week's. <laughs> Good on him. Good mm. on it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I like to finish these with, you know, I, I, it's funny that you say you were earlier on, you said you, you can be embarrassed quite easily. Yeah. I think that is a very, that's quite an entertaining personality trait. Yeah. I think if you were my mate, I definitely would have embarrassed you over the years. Um, but that's another thing. Has that, have you been embarrassed at work a lot? And well, really my real question is, have you got any kind of work gaff, work fail stories where 
you've basically fucked up or times that you've embarrassed yourself, you've cast shame upon your name. Yeah, I definitely have. You're going to have to give me a moment because something's coming. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot here. I started working in a sort of nightclub when I was 17. That was my first job. It was like a bar which became a nightclub on an evening. Um, right. It used to get quite rowdy. Um, and I've always, I've never, I've, <laughs> I've never really been a fighter type. Um, and there was one night when I had to go and get the bouncer because um, there were a certain few people who were in from my local town who were just getting really riled up and sort of trying to start a fight with the other guy who was on the bar. So I ran and got the bouncer and then the bouncer had a go at me and said, you know, you should stand up for yourself. And <laughs> I was kind of there like, what the fuck are we paying what? you for? That's really messed up, isn't it? Yeah, it is messed up. But in terms of in terms of embarrassment, I think um, the only thing that's coming to mind is the fact that I, I used to get the shakes really bad when I was hungover. And right. I once took someone's coffee over to them and genuinely shook the whole thing out onto them. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't just sort of shaking as I was putting it down. It was like, oh, sorry, so sorry, 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 and all the way down to it going on the table, it was poured on them. Oh my god! Yeah, you were kind of leaning over them. You were going kind of over leaning over the and table. The more that I was shaking, it obviously more shaking happened because yeah, I don't know how I got that job really as a waiter with really unsteady hands. That's a good one. And I feel that pain as well, because once you notice yourself shaking, it's really hard to come back from it. Oh, it really is. It's like, if you feel yourself going a bit red, you, that's it. You, you are, you <laughs> yeah, are you're red. Gone. And yeah. You're gone. And you can try and make a joke about it, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't. It doesn't work. I, no. I, for me, it's akin to getting in trouble at school. I mean, I'd get in trouble a lot and I actually didn't mind getting in trouble, but for whatever reason, I would go, I would get on my lip, my lip would start quivering and I would start like crying a little bit if I was getting really screamed at. And once that, you can't control that stuff. No, you can't. The old lip quiver is brutal as well. Zach, thanks so much. I've had a lot of fun. I hope you have no, too. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely have. I definitely have. Um, thanks for having me on. And uh, I, w I will just add that I'm quite nasal and coldy right now. So um, <laughs> I hope that's not showing too much. No, we'll have it on there for the benefit of the tape. All right, mate. Thank you. So there he was, Zach Lawrence of Dead Letter here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Cheers for listening. If you listen to this show regularly, please throw us a like. Is that what you call it? <laughs> or, a, or a review? Look into your heart and write some kind words about the show. That always helps. And the Hack Baker show on the 11th of July is almost sold out. So if you want to come, it's in Shoreditch, that strong room. Man of the Summer, Hack Baker, who released his brilliant new album, World's End FM, just a few weeks ago. Go and listen to that if you haven't already. Hack will be joining me live for the first in-person episode with audience of 101 part-time jobs i'd love for you to be there you can find those tickets on dice all right have a great weekend see you next week 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.